0: The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot the United States. Look here, I'm the champion, I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW, and I think the one guy that stands out the most... The guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, you're a jam-up guy, Whoa, I don't see any no. reason... Wait a minute, El Dandy has been wrestling in, in in the cruiserweight division here, please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds... Know. Who different. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy, because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, how about hypnosis, let's get through Psychosis, out. psychosis... Whatever, whatever, he's a great wrestler, you know...
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 238 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLaurente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet.
2: Hey.
1: What's going on, friend?
2: Not much, friend. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Are you ready for the long Memorial Day weekend?
2: It's about to be very long for me because I was off today. I'm off Tomorrow saturday sunday everybody gets monday well the, most everybody and then my boss is gone again for the week hey hey, that
1: hey. seems like he's just living the good life
2: listen these people want to learn things so they want to you know professional development conferences and i am a big fan of that get out of my office
1: <laughs> beautiful Well, I'm glad that you could join me once again for another episode of the WrestleCast. You can find the WrestleCast each and every week on the CSPN. And the CSPN can be found on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe and download the WrestleCast through Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. So Miss Didi Jaunei.
0: Mm -hmm. There's a
1: little event going on Saturday night in Las Vegas called Double or Nothing. Uh Hashtag still pending. (laughs) So we're just going to talk about what they got lined up for the matches. We're not going to play who you got or get too in-depth on it. But just give everybody a preview of what they got going on for their pre-show that they're calling the buy-in. They're going to have a casino battle royal. And it was announced that the winner of this Battle Royal will earn a future shot for the AEW World Championship as they will face the winner of the main event for Double or Nothing between Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Mm. So some of the notable names that you'll know in this Battle Royal, Glacier, MJF, Brian Pillman Jr., Joey Janela, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, who is Luke Perry's son, RIP, Uh, Sean Spears, aka Ty Dillinger, just to name a few. Their other pre-show match will be Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. Uh, They're going to have a Joshi match, six women tag. Featuring Aja Kong. So that should be really fun. Dr. Britt Baker. Kylie Ray, And Nyla Rose. Are going to face off in a three way. The best friends. Chucky T and Trent Beretta. Are going to go against. Angelico and Jack Evans. So that could steal the show. Because you know Angelico and Jack Evans. Are going to try to jump off something hot. SoCal Uncensored. They're going up against T-Hawk and L-Lindemann. Then you have Cody Rhodes facing off against Dustin Rhodes. The Young Bucks are defending the AAA World Tag Team Championships against the Lucha Brothers. And as I stated before, the main event, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. So good luck to those guys in AEW this Saturday on their Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Hopefully it's a major success and it'll be a good launching point for them to come to TNT in the fall for their television show. More than likely, it's going to be coming out on Wednesdays and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to what they do this Saturday and what they bring to television Wednesdays this fall. We transition into the news. We have some sad news. Ashley Massaro, former Divas champion. She passed away. She was 39 years old. Um, due to further reporting, it appears that it was a suicide. So, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to her family and friends. Just a sad situation. So young at 39. Uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. He suffered a separated shoulder. His match at Money in the Bank versus Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe suffered a broken nose in that very same match. So, for them to only have like a six minute long event, a lot of damage happened. Speaking of Money in the Bank, we'll get right into it. Thank you to everybody who used the hashtag MoneyCastHoles. Definitely appreciate it. It was a lot of fun this past Sunday night. uh, Reading everybody's commentary with color. Daniel Bryan and Rowan, they faced off against the Usos in a non-title match. The Usos, they pinned Daniel Bryan with a double oos. So, Misty Ejone, I know you did not see that. So, there will not not be much to recap and analyze there. We start the show off with the Money in the Bank Ladder Match Women's Edition. Our participants are Bailey, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, Naomi, Natalia, and Nikki Cross. So we have to give a shout out to Naomi and her gear. She was looking fantabulous. Yes, she was. She was looking like a bumblebee. Carmella. She leaves the match in the first five minutes with a leg injury. But she comes back just in time to stop Mandy Rose from winning it all. However, Carmella. She gets stopped by an interfering Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville, being the best friend that she is, tries to carry Mandy Rose to the top of the ladder. Bailey cuts them off, she knocks them off, and Bailey pulls down the briefcase and she is the winner of this year's ladies money in the bank ladder match. Yay! Yeah, yeah, sure.
2: I like how she pushed them off the ladder. It was great.
1: (laughs) Ember Moon with the highlight of the match with the jumping off one ladder into the ring to give Natty the eclipse off another ladder. That was pretty wicked.
2: Oh, you don't think Sonya's missing track was a highlight?
1: <laughs> Only if you're into the hashtag fashion cast.
2: <laughs> like, oh girl, you gotta secure the tracks.
1: What could cause that to happen for white women?
2: For white women, a lot of times they use clip-ons, so... If the clip is a little loose, it'll slide right on out.
1: Well, it will slid right on out in the middle of the ring for the world to see. How
2: embarrassing! She wasn't even in the match for real. Like he couldn't even hold on tight for like a few minutes. <laughs> God forbid You had been a real participant. Your whole hair would have been on the on the mat. What's a mess?
1: Samoa Joe he defended his United States Championship against Rey Mysterio. Rey won with a surprise pinning combination. As I stated earlier, Joe's nose was busted open badly because it was broken. And the replay shows that Samoa Joe's shoulder was up. Post-match, Samoa Joe attacked Rey Mysterio. And once he noticed Dominic had came down to celebrate, he beat on Joe even more. So apparently during the post-match beatdown, when he gave uh, Ray Mysterio the Uranagi or the rock bottom, that's when Ray Mysterio separated his shoulder. How much of a badass did Samoa Joe look when the dude counted three? He was shocked. He had blood all on his face and he had just this one drip of blood drip off his nose. It's like, oh, man, you cannot... You keep, That's just such a great visual. Looks like such a badass. The Miz, he fought Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. A chair got brought into play, and Miz beat the hell out of Shane, getting some revenge. However, after a skull-crushing finale on the chair... Shane got his foot on the ropes to break up the pin. They teased a very big superplex spot only for Shane to slip from the Miz's grasp. Basically, he like slid out of his shirt and they were like, Shane was on one side of the cage. Miz was on the other (laughs) side and Shane was on the side on the outside. And when he slipped out of his shirt, he fell down off the side of the cage and Shane McMahon gets the win in hill life fashion.
2: I mean, you got to make a way out of
1: nowhere. This was a match that I think a lot of people were surprised that didn't... They stayed in the cage. Shane didn't jump off anything high. They didn't brawl outside the ring for 15 minutes and then get in the cage for five. I mean, they got in the cage and they stayed in there. So, this was a good match. I liked it. In the back, Sami Zayn was found backstage, hanging upside down. It looks like the band from the building, Braun Strowman, found him. Sami Zayn, man, he's just having a tough week, I swear. <laughs> Tony nice defended his Cruiserweight Championship against Aria Davari. Aria Davari taking a page out of Sasha Banks' book, pulling up in a Pretty cool little whip. That was nice. Uh, Tony Nese kicked out of the hammerlock clothesline. And then he went into a fury. Capped off with the running niece, And Tony Neese defends the title. And he is still your cruiserweight champion. Becky Lynch defends the Raw Women's Championship versus Lacey Evans. Lacey went after Becky's knee. And then she rolled up Becky, but Becky got her shoulder up. Becky was able to turn the roll-up into the disarmor, and Becky Lynch makes Lacey tap out, so Becky retains the Raw Women's Championship. Didi, your thoughts on the first defense of the man, Becky Lynch, of the evening? Uh,
2: You know, sure. I like Lacey's outfit. You know, if you're going to wear green glitter, that's kind of how you do it, so... Good
1: job. Not much for the ring, but she's winning in the fashion cast.
2: I didn't say she was winning. I said if you're going to wear green <laughs> glitter.
1: Oh, excuse me. Didn't
2: mean to <laughs> that's overstate. how you should do it. Yeah, don't give her too much. Her and her little twin sister. I don't. I don't have it for me.
1: Speaking of her little twin sister, it's time for Becky Lynch to defend the SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte. Charlotte takes advantage of what Lacey Evans started and went after Becky's leg. Charlotte misses the natural selection on the apron, and she uh, takes a big bump on the outside. While Charlotte was down, Lacey Evans ran out, and she attacked Becky. Charlotte tried to steal the win, but Becky rolled Charlotte up for a two-count. Charlotte then hit a big boot on Becky, and she pins Becky to win the SmackDown Women's title. A frustrated Becky jumped Lacey Evans when Charlotte made the save and they teamed up on Becky until Miss Money in the Bank Bailey made the save. Bailey took out Lacey Evans but Charlotte nailed her from behind. In the scuffle, Charlotte gets taken out and Bailey stared at her briefcase for the cash in. So she cashes it in and we have an impromptu match. Charlotte defends her newly won SmackDown Women's title versus Bailey. Bailey pulled a down Charlotte to the corner. She got up on the top. She hit the big Macho Man elbow drop. And Bailey is your new SmackDown Women's Champion.
2: Yes.
1: One time That's for Bailey.
2: I thought she was going to be like the Baron Corbin of it all.
1: They did more for Bailey in one night than they have in the last two years she's been on the main roster.
2: You know, the anointed time, not the appointed time, I (laughs)
1: guess. You're full of good parables and wisdoms tonight.
2: You know, I try to be. The spirit of auntiness is over me.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, summer is coming.
2: Mm, Mm hmm.
1: Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Elias faces off against Roman Reigns. So, Didi, before I start, your personal Mm -hmm. feelings when you see these two gentlemen face off against each other?
2: It makes me sad, but it makes me happy because, like, they just, they just fine for no reason, kind of fine. Like, mm, like, you know, it was like, that's so creepy, but that's the feeling.
1: Totally fine
2: as hell. We just put all that fineness just in a ring together. I was like, here, go be fine. Yes,
1: go. Before the match, Elias attacked Roman with his guitar backstage. Yeah, right. Elias came out and he played some music on an electric guitar while talking mm-hmm. trash to the crowd. What did he say? I can't remember exactly what he, he
2: said. said. He's on his electric guitar because his um acoustic is out of commission.
1: <laughs> That's when a Roman shows up. He beats him down to the ring before pinning him with the spear and getting the win. Uh, oh well.
2: he's a winner has, in my heart.
1: How do you feel about Elias's outfit?
2: Hmm. Liz just fine. I, I enjoy everything about that man. <laughs> Every
1: single thing. Seth Rollins defends his universal championship versus AJ Styles. Seth goes for the stop, but AJ counters into the Styles clash for a near fall. Seth uses the ripcord knee, a super kick, and then he hits the stomp, and Seth Rollins retains. The Universal Championship. After the match, Seth and AJ shake hands and show respect. Mm. Oh, this is the best WWE match you're going to see in for a while. It was good. It was real good. You may not like the ending, but it was good.
2: What was the ending? What happened?
1: Oh, just I know you
2: said, but just say it
1: again. AJ, AJ lost. Shane won. Uh, oh, sorry. I love that ending.
2: <laughs> I'm always down for an AJ lost because you know New John Cena don't be losing too often. So.
1: This is true. gotta
2: enjoy it while you can.
1: Remember when I said they only had eleven matches, mm-hmm. and there was always room for more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Lucha House Party. Mm, I they that. It came out for no reason mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for some reason somebody thought it would a, be a good idea after all the controversy he stirred up in the locker room and on the internet and so forth and so on to have Lars Sullivan come out there and beat them up
2: well you know racist on a racist allegedly you know
1: just allegedly that's some of the most tone deaf booking I've ever seen.
2: I Are mean, you gonna charge a man a hundred k and then be like, "Yeah, go beat up some Mexicans"? <laughs> right.
1: We want you to take all these classes and 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 be better for diversity. But the first program we're going to give you is, you're gonna beat up the Mexicans.
2: If I was Lars Sullivan, I'd be like, "Excuse me, I'm not paying you anything <laughs> <laughs> because you and I both need to be in the class. Like, we can go together." No. Nah.
1: Oh, it's just awful mm-hmm. terrible
2: all the people he could bully he's gonna find some little Mexicans
1: yeah right not like his little comments you know weren't you know directed at the, at the brown and black people
2: I don't know what's wrong with those people in the back
1: Like sometimes, I know y'all want to try to make it as real as possible, but sometimes you just got to know when you just need to leave some of that shit alone. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Kofi Kingston defends his WWE championship against Kevin Owens. The match picks up with some good near falls, and Kofi starts firing up. Kofi makes a comeback, and he gets the win with the trouble in paradise. Kevin Owens was being a big bully in this match. He even took off Kofi's shoes at one point. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing, man? But anytime Kofi can retain, it's a good night in my book. Mm -hmm. Main event time. The men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Our contestants are Ali, Andrade Cien Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Ben Balor, Randy Orton, Ricochet, and that's it because Sami Zayn got taken away uh, after they finally cut him down from being strung up by his ankles. So there's only <laughs> seven men in the match.
2: I just got a question. When has Braun Strowman ever felt the need to lie? If he said he ain't do it, he ain't do it. And
1: because y'all don't listen, this is what happens. Uh Lee and Ricochet, they had some really big spots. Uh Finn Balor, he took an insane amount of bumps. Uh Drew and Baron, they were kind of your big brutes throwing people around. Um Drew, he threw Ricochet through a ladder and Finn, did. and Finn Balor getting sunset power bombed. And then choke slam onto the side of a ladder were probably the two big standouts uh, spots in the match. Uh, that Finn Balor sunset power bomb onto the ladder bridge was devastating.
2: It was one of them ones. I'm just like, you clearly agreed to this, but did you did you think this all the way through, really? Because no,
1: no, exactly. All right, down the stretch, almost everybody comes close to winning at some point. The fans, of course, booed when Baron Corbin got close, only for Ali to interrupt. Just as it looks like Ali has it won, Brock Lesnar's music hits, and Brock comes out as the eighth man of the match. He knocks over the ladder that Ali was on. Brock then sets up a ladder of his own. He climbs to the top, and Brock Lesnar is the winner of this year's Money in the Bank ladder match
2: scams and shenanigans that's all <laughs> I got to say
1: about that the IWC was hot
2: as they should
1: be I was laughing my ass off you
2: hateful I was, sometimes you just like to see the world burn
1: I do because I was like ooh they mad and I was just watching the tweets
2: Here's why I'm mad. Because if there was any justice in the world, this would result in Braun being like, "All y'all done endeavored to steal this shit from me. I didn't beat up Sammy. He beat up Sammy because he beat up Sammy. And it's like you were on shit for me, and I will whoop your ass." Instead, it's not gonna be that. And instead, he's just gonna be here quarterly like he always is, and then he's gonna win the title. You're going to have the title and still be here quarterly. And it's like, I don't want to do this
1: anymore. It's not fun for me. Uh, He puts eyes on the product. He makes people... Y'all
2: say that. I don't know that I believe that.
1: He puts... Oh, the ratings... I don't know that that's true. Ratings were up this week, 7%.
2: Is that because of him or is that because it was the weekend after a pay-per-view?
1: Uh, probably this a little
2: some other, something that's normally on Mondays wasn't as interesting no,
1: no they were going up against the Warriors so no they had competition the
2: Warriors and who?
1: Trailblazers um, playoffs so
2: I'm just saying I'm not giving all of that to Brock can. WWE clearly <laughs> does but I don't see it If if I'm gonna give it to anybody I give it to fucking Paul Heyman
1: I am a True. I am a huge fan of Brock showing up on the scene. Uh, I think he adds some juice to the heel side because Raw definitely doesn't have any heels, at least any main event heels, as we'll discuss later on when we do review Raw. So bring I've, him on.
2: I've, I've, I've said it many times. I don't care if you want to be a heel. I don't want you working once every three months. That's not fair. That's not interesting having you be the title holder when I only see you every time the full moon comes it's bullshit <laughs> I stand by that I'm, if you want to be a part-timer you need to be a Chris Jericho part-timer I need to see you weekly for three months and then you can go disappear for six and do whatever the fuck you want to do I think that's very fair but you coming every time Sable lets you out the house is bullshit no well, I'll never enjoy it. I'll never like it. I'll never approve. He's not interested. He's pale and he scares me. No. No, no, no.
1: He's getting on the plane and he's taking the money and running over to Saudi Arabia now, of course.
2: Oh, now listen. I'm not mad. If you're going to give me the money, I'll do it. So anything you do is because y'all let him get away with it.
1: That's causing... Wrong. That's causing a big stir because of course... Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, and a few other people are starting to speak up about not wanting to go and perform on that show. Yeah,
2: I can't see Sammy going.
1: Uh, Of course, there's not going to be any women on the show uh, this year as well, so there you go there. I think they're going to have Renee commentate, though. I think that's kind of the the softening that they're oh. that they're going to compromise with this year.
0: Okay.
1: But uh, before we move on from Money in the Bank, uh, how trash did you think it was in your estimation?
2: Oh, very much so. I mean,
1: is it like? the juice at the bottom of the dumpster trash or just no, like the, no. the trash it's bag just, is running over and we need to go take
2: like, it out? You, you know what it is? It's more like I'm going to the trash, like, you know where you take your trash when you live in an apartment? Like the big trash can? Mm-hmm. Like I'm taking my trash to the trash can and then my bag breaks, like, right before I get there. <laughs> it's like that kind of trash. Like, just inconvenient and annoying and it's like you held on for so long. Why you couldn't just Why you had to
1: break right here? Like, is that kind of trash. All right. You guys heard it here. Miss Didi Jonay's thoughts and analysis of this year's Money in the Bank ladder match. This is the WrestleCast. You can find us on the CSPN as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. So, Miss Didi Jonay, we're going to talk about some Monday Night Raw. Starts off with Paul Heyman and Brock. Brock is on my screen for three seconds. And he clearly did the best thing I was going to see on this whole episode of Monday Night Raw. Because he comes out carrying the money in the bank briefcase. And he puts it up to his head and he starts head nodding like it's a ghetto blaster to his theme music. And I was like, yep, that's the best thing I've ever seen Brock listen do.
2: The bar is the floor. <laughs> My God.
1: <laughs> Paul hypes Brock as missing money in the bank and says paranoia is running through WWE after last night. Paul runs down a conspiracy of Sammy's attack and Brock taking his place to win. Paul says the WWE and Universal champions should be afraid right now because they are vulnerable to an assassin in Brock Lesnar. Paul then laughably says Brock could show up anywhere, like live events. That's when Seth Rollins comes out. Okay. And says he should be in a great mood after beating AJ Styles last night, but he's not because of Brock. He's here to be an inspirational champion and tells Brock to cash in tonight. Paul says Rollins needs to play Brock's game. It's all about anticipation. And when Brock feels like cashing in, he'll cash in. Paul then mocks Rollins for waiting for his girlfriend to headline WrestleMania, which he wanted to do. Paul claims Rollins isn't worthy and Brock may cash in on Kofi Kingston. This, of course, brings out our wild card, Kofi Kingston. Kofi says he has to be the best and says if Brock is cashing in, he'll need to cash it in on him. Paul says that we have the Universal Champion and the WWE Champion. And you are both auditioning to have a main event match for your title against Brock. Paul says you two are not done for the evening. And since YouTube will most likely be out here later tonight, Brock and the contract <laughs> isn't going anywhere. So what do you think about this? 13 minute promo.
2: Um I didn't think much of it. Like, I understand you want to be a fighting champion, but like pick, like why are you being a pick me? Fuck out of here. I guess we you could like pick the time, but uh.
1: who are you referring to? Both of them Both
2: of them. Yeah. <laughs> the both of them,
1: yes. Sammy has to face Braun tonight and he's asking Bobby Lashley for help. Bobby Lashley refuses and just wishes him good luck. Rollins and Kofi, they're in the back. They're walking and talking. They're stopped by Triple H, and Triple H tells them that they will tag up tonight, and their opponents will be Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley.
2: A tag match? No way. Who could have ever guessed?
1: So Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn. Strowman carries Sammy to the ring, but Sammy manages to slip out and he runs him into the post. In the ring, Strowman misses a running shoulder block and he runs into the post again. Braun clotheslines Sammy. He dumps him to the floor. He then mows him down with the shoulder blocks. Back in the ring, Braun hits the big power slam and Braun Strowman gets the win.
0: Yeah.
1: Eddie Jones is very, very happy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lars Sullivan He comes out to speak. Charlie is out to do the interview. She thanks him for his time and asks him about his path of destruction. And we see a video. Lars laughs, and then the Lucha House Party arrives for a beatdown. They attack and swarm Lars, drop kicking come to the floor. They hit dives, but Lars eventually gets the upper hand and the Lucha House Party is forced to run away.
2: Where's your weapons? Why don't you have kendo sticks? Or a steel chain
1: They clearly uh, aren't as smart as Ego Shirai.
2: Like, if we gonna beat some people up, if we gonna jump them, let's jump them. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Ricochet faces off against Cesaro. Ricochet hits a head scissors and follows with a tope. Back in the ring, Ricochet flies into an uppercut. Cesaro follows up with a backbreaker and the gotch pile driver, and Cesaro gets the win. Now, if you're counting at home like me, that's four straight weeks in a row that Ricochet has lost. And that's five straight weeks in a row that Aleister Black ain't touched the ring. Hmm. Racism. You figure it out. AJ Styles says he's back to square one. He lost fair and square, but he knows that he can beat Seth Rollins. That's when Baron Corbin arrives to mock AJ for losing, and AJ Styles mocks Corbin for his career's failures. Corbin <laughs> reminds us that he pinned Rollins on Raw two weeks ago. AJ Styles slaps Corbin, and, and <laughs> Corbin walks away saying, AJ, he's going to pay.
2: <laughs> That's funny.
1: Roman Reigns arrives. It's time for the big dog. Shane arrives to interrupt him. Shane says that he is the best in the world and proves that by beating the Miz again. He says he's done with the Miz and he is now focused on Roman for what he did to Vince. Reigns says that he hates to spoil the rich kid and says that his schedule is now clear. Shane says Elias isn't done with Roman and Roman wants to fight him tonight. Shane says he fought in a brutal steel cage match last night. He teases accepting the match and then refuses. Shane says he does what he wants when he wants. He brings out Drew McIntyre and then he books Reigns versus himself at Super Showdown.
2: I mean, I guess. Drew and Shane taking Roman all the way to like Saudi Arabia to lose or Shane?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Drew McIntyre might have something to say about that.
2: Maybe Miz will help Shane hmm.
1: Speaking of the Miz, Drew and Shane are walking and the Miz walks up on them. Drew tells the Miz to fuck off and threatens him. Miz <laughs> says that he will take care of Drew and then he'll take care of Shane.
2: I feel like it'd be easier if you do it in the other order. No. <laughs> what do I know
1: The Usos and The Revival, they finally had their long-awaited tag team match. Dash Wilder, DDT's Jimmy on the floor, but Jay follows with the dive. Dawson gets a roll-up for a two-count. Jimmy follows with the super kick for a two-count. Dawson then gets a roll-up with the tights. And The Revival, they get the win.
2: Not cheating, you're not trying.
1: Backstage, Alexa Bliss, she's meeting with Nikki Cross. And she is upset that Nikki lost last night. And out of the blue, here come the revival. They're celebrating and they're saying that they need to be the next guest on A Moment of Bliss. It's time for Bray's wacky Firefly Funhouse. It immediately takes a dark turn with Mask, Bray wanting us to let him in this week it did exactly like you were talking about a couple of weeks ago on the dark match when they first started Mm -hmm. where it like plays Mm -hmm. then it shows that it's playing good for a second then starts showing that you know creepy message stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't know where they're going with this it's creepy though it
2: makes me very uncomfortable
1: right and um they had the baby
2: Yeah! Terrible name, but congratulations on the baby.
1: Nash 6. What do you think about that?
2: Somebody on the interweb said JoJo almost um, it's awful. But anyway, somebody on the interweb said that she almost
1: died having the baby. Yeah, you know, black women would yeah. be having mad complications.
2: Yeah, and I just, I can't imagine doing all that and then naming my child Nash with a KM. I just <laughs> Don't see it. Like, isn't it old to Kevin? Then? Like, is that what you're doing? Like, where you?
1: Yeah, it might be because his middle name is Six. Like, one, two, three, kid, six.
2: Okay, we're, we're
1: reaching. It, but... No, but it's S I X X.
2: Why can not he just be Wyndham Rotunda Jr.? Like, you're not going to get a better name than that. We really
1: Motunda like that, don't you? The best. You really like that.
2: I love that name. I'm going to be honest. Wyndham Rotunda is one of the best names I've ever heard, full stop. That's just my belief. This is good.
1: Well, we've got O six Rotunda now.
2: Nash with a K.
1: <laughs> Congratulations!
2: And I think that's the issue because Nash Bridges is a real thing. It was a real TV show, but the Nash with the K is killing me so softly. <laughs>
1: Congratulations to Bray and JoJo. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross arrive. They're here for a moment of bliss. Alexa arrives prepared so she wouldn't lose her gear again. She demands coffee. She gets two cups and pours them into one cup, giving Nikki the empty one. Alexa brings out Becky Lynch. Alexa welcomes Becky to the show and makes Nikki move away from her. The Iconics then arrive... They mocked Becky for losing one of her belts, but they said they still got both of theirs. Becky tells them to shut up, and now Lacey Evans arrives in the old revolving door segment. Lacey takes credit for Becky losing to Charlotte. and Becky runs her down for wearing her granny's clothes and for tapping out at money in the bank. Becky says she can now completely focus on her and Becky challenges Lacey and the Iconics to a tag team match. Nikki offers the team with Becky and Becky tells Alexa to stand there and look pretty and join the team. So Alexa takes her coffee down to the ring and she just stands on the apron drinking her coffee during the match between Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss versus the Iconics and Lacey Evans. The heels continue with quick tags isolating Nikki until Nikki avoids a charge and tags in Becky Lynch. Becky runs wild as Lacey Evans walks off to the back. The exploder suplex follows and Becky Lynch heads up top. She hits the missile drop kick and she hits the second rope leg drop and Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss get the win. Yay! Mick Foley reveals the WWE's newest championship. Foley arrives and he has the new championship in a lovely velvet bag. He says something has been missing from Raw, and he wants to make Raw, Raw again. It takes a lot to become a champion in WWE, and even more to become a legend. He announces the WWE 24-7 Championship. He says the title can be defended anytime, anywhere, in any place. There are no days off when you hold this title, and he lays it on the mat, and he says starting tonight... The third hour will get mean and nasty, because the first champion will be crowned, and it is open to every superstar in WWE. So that's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, Women's Division, Cruiserweight Division, doesn't matter. Everybody's eligible for this milk. Your thoughts, Didi? Were you like the crowd just uninterested as hell about this belt?
2: So here's the thing. And Mick fully acknowledged, and he understands that when you're talking about, oh, we need to get a little more raw, you should know in your head everybody's thinking hardcore title. Like the people who are engaged are thinking hardcore title, and then you give them. This 247, and it's like, what is, Why? Why are you just creating shit out of thin air? Like, I remember there was a title that had this same stipulation. So you didn't need to create this title with this weird ass name. When you could have just gone to the archives and pulled out the old belt and said, "This this stipulation is a forever stipulation. Keep your head on a swivel. Like that's all you had to do." And so, yeah, the car wasn't behind it because it's stupid. But it's making for great content on social media. So that's fun.
1: I got to check that out. I, I thought that that might be the avenue that they'd go with it. Because yeah, there's more there's ways you can. True,
2: There's a lot
1: of,
2: who's the little one?
1: Drake Maverick.
2: Yes, him. A lot
1: of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, what they do is Mick Foley leaves the belt in the middle of the ring and they have a scramble. So, if you're familiar with the old XFL, they didn't have a kickoff and they only did this for like the first couple of weeks until this dude broke his collarbone. But basically, they would place the ball down at like the 50 yard line and the guys would start at 35 and they run 15 yards and then they dive and whoever got the ball first, that's who got the ball. That's whose team got the ball first on the kickoff. So, they kind of have that same concept with this match. So, a bunch of jobbers, they rush the ring and they try to win the title. They all brawl. The Good Brothers eventually grab the title, and they get taken out by EC3. No Way Jose takes out EC3. The belt's laying in the ring, and it's up for grabs to whoever wants it. Titus throws out Drake Maverick, and Titus O'Neil claims the title. He is your very first 24-7 champion. Hmm. Until Robert Roode <laughs> pin Titus and he becomes your second 24-7 champion. Robert Roode, he runs to the back as a gaggle of ch- jobbers chasing backstage. So, it's on and popping with the 24-7 title. Drew McIntyre versus The Miz. The Miz counters to Claymore and locks in the figure four. McIntyre chops his way out. Miz dumps Drew to the outside. Shane cuts Miz off, followed by the Claymore by Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre gets the win. After the match, Shane looks for the coast-to-coast, but Rowan Reigns makes the saves. He takes out Drew, and Shane runs away. Still having a hard time seeing the Miz as a babyface. Yeah. Can we talk about that frog splash he tried to do in the cage match? I don't mean, recall it.
2: Did uh, it work?
1: <laughs> it was it was awful. Oh. Yeah. Don't ever. <laughs> don't ever try that again. It was like, yeah, some things are definitely better in your mind than executed out in the public for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. Um, the jobbers, they're continuing to chase by a through the back. Kofi and Seth Rollins are interviewed about tonight's main event. They know Brock is still here and no one likes Lashley, especially Baron Gorman. Uh, They talk about the Ray Mysterio's controversial win over Samoa Joe at Money in the Bank. They announce Ray suffered the separated shoulder. Joe says that he was never pinned and he never lost his title. Samoa Joe says he knows Ray is honorable and he will give Ray an opportunity to hand him back his championship. He says, if you don't, imagine the example he'll set for Dominic. So we'll have to find out the future of the title next week. I think
2: everybody treats Dominic like he's still a even though he's a smooth seven
1: feet tall. <laughs> Bobby Rude he runs until he runs into R-Truth. R-Truth convinces him to hide in his trunk. Truth then tricks the other drivers and makes them run away. Then he gets Bobby Root out of the trunk and he pins him. And now our truth is your new 24-7 champion. Main event time. Baron Corbin and Lashley. They face off against Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston. Seth Rollins saves, saves Kofi with the chair shot. Kofi runs wild on the heels, hitting super kicks. And he looks for the blackout. But Bobby Lashley cuts him off. Kofi then dumps Lashley and then Corbin. Rollins hits a suicide dive and Kofi flies in and wipes out the heels. Back in, Kofi hits his trouble in paradise and he pins Baron Corbin. Bobby Lashley, he spears both of the champions after the match. And that's when Brock arrives. He teases cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase. But he leaves as Paul Heyman tells him they will reveal next week. Who is the champion he will be cashing in on? Hmm.
0: And Lashley putting a stop to it. Yeah, just picking Rollins right out of the ring. Kingston back into the fray. But the Almighty just too powerful. How strong. Oh, Actually, oh oh oh. Kofi able to avert disaster momentarily. And send Bobby over the top rope. And Barrow Kermit as well. Kofi hung onto those ropes like a barnacle. Time to make a big move. Here comes Rollins. This time it pays off. Raleigh time for the Universal Champion and the WWE Champion. Kofi way up top. Kofi Slead Corbin Now Kingston Top rope Launching himself Oh caught him days. Colby Come on Paradise. underneath, Rollins Wallace catches it with a uh-oh, uh-oh. wait a minute. Mr. Money in the bank, Brock Lesnar. Is now the time. A contract to cash in! Another on one of these champions if he wants to do it! Puts it down to the ring! Which one will it be? That's it barely standing, but he's got that steel chair in his hands. Kingston and Rollins just went through a war with Lashley and Corbin. Brock Lesnar going to pick his spot. Lesnar circling his prey like a hungry predator. What does Lesnar do? Who does the beast pick? Is it now the time? He's going to do it. Who's going to do it? Which champion is he going to pick? Which champion is Brock going to pick? Does he choose Corey or Wallace? You're in their heads. You're in their hearts. Exactly where you want to be. I say we come back next week. We tell the whole world which one.
1: That was your Monday Night Raw. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs
2: in the middle. Down, down, of course down. how <laughs> hours long and it's form. Thumbs down.
1: <laughs> the past few Although, weeks I've been watching it on DVR mm-hmm. in the morning on Tuesday, early. Yeah. So it hasn't yeah. been as drawn out. And it yeah. hasn't seemed as boring. So maybe yeah. maybe that's a, a, a new strategy some people should use if they can.
2: When I had a DVR I would wait until 9 o'clock and start it started back at 8 o'clock. So then I was able to fast forward and I would still be done at 11 but it's, it's a little contracted because you're fitting 3 hours of stuff into 2 hours. That worked really well for a long time. So, like, any way you can shorten the shenanigans, I suggest the viewer take it. Although, then you would miss out on the hashtags and all that. But even trade, I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> so, at this time, Miss DD Dee your name. Tell us about what happened on Smackdown.
2: Oh, I wasn't there, but I had alcohol to drink. But
1: um... Again? Two weeks in a row, huh? Yeah. Okay, so... Okay, It
2: wasn't tacos this time. It was, oh, my bartender phone was supposed to be in town, but he didn't come in town. But I had already decided I was going to go drink, so I was like, I'm I'm still going to go drink. So it was nice. He gave me a ducky because this bar had um, adult uh, Happy Meals. And so you get a beer, a shot, and a tour. And this week they had rubber ducky.
1: I just put out on the dark match the one where we talked about drinking responsibly from last week mm-hmm. in our 30s. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you wake up feeling f- good, feeling great? Last uh,
2: so time I only had two drinks.
1: Look at you. Hey.
2: Yeah,
1: Moderation is the key.
2: Yeah, I had whiskey.
1: Oh, Jameson?
2: On the rocks. <laughs> no, it was called Old Granddad or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Did it taste yeah. smoky? Oaky?
2: Uh, yeah, sure, okay. It wasn't smoky. Yeah,
1: more like wood barrel. Yeah,
2: that sounds right. Sure, <laughs> wood barrel. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know why I'm acting like I don't remember. All I know is it was good. And so yeah, so Smacky Downey well, I asked me for shame, and he says he lost that money in the bank because he put all of his energy into his performance and was emotionally drained. From the negative fan reaction, he apologizes to Shane and they make nice ahead of elias's rematch with rings tonight. But before that happens, new day come out. They still rock. They're dancing, Kofi and woods are. They're excited that Big E is out to, back tonight and they bring him out. But it's not Big E. It's a shrunken Big E imposter with ashy knees. They dismiss him and apologize to the fans. The real Big E is introduced, and he does the big grand entrance. He's back wearing a knee brace, but the hips are good and loose. The ring is filled with presents, and he's happy to be back, and he smells with his head. Oh, gosh. And Kofi's fist, what a creep. He says he's missed his voice, and the fans, they say he's killing it on Twitter, which is facts. Um, but remind him that Becky's mom is spoken for. Big E says, but she's fine. And um, big, big
1: Facts. Hold on, yes. I saw a picture of Becky Lynch's mom when she was younger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She looks like Becky Lynch, but like with naturally red hair like that.
2: Ooh, cool. Yeah, Becky's mom is a pretty older lady now, so I'm not surprised that she was a problem back when she was in her youth. Um, Kevin Owens arrives and is joined by his kind of sort of but not really best friend, Zan he, Sammy mocks the new day and is offended that he never got a celebration when he returned. They promised him nothing, just like Owens got as money in the bank. Owens leaves. Sammy's mad about it. Sammy then says this whole thing is disgusting. He runs down bootios and pancakes. Which, what did bootios and pancakes ever do to you? Calm down. Woods keeps interrupting him with the trombone. Sammy says that tonight the night will not end in fun for Kofi when he beats him. Kofi says don't let them fool him because he will throw down tonight and walk through Sammy.
1: This fool, Sammy Zane when Kevin Owens left. He was holding both the microphones, talking into him. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like,
1: this dude right here, man.
2: He's a clever, clever one. Um, Drake Maverick, who we talked about earlier, is searching for the 24-7 champion, Our truth Carmella finds truth wearing a wig and warns him everyone is looking for him. He's confused about the rules of the title, but he wants Carmella's help.
1: Everybody said that he looked like um, Daenerys from uh-huh. Game of Thrones with this silver wig he had on. Oh no! <laughs>
2: well, that's not how you had him playing side, but go luck. I was personally happy that he has had at this at that point at least a 24 hour reign or you no, know, like a 22 hour <laughs> reign and I think
1: that's goals. He you know? said, he said uh, no, he said he had been the champion at this point. They show him back. He's like, I've been the champion for 24 hours and then I got seven more to go and it's mine permanently and Karan's like no truth, that's not how it works. <laughs>
2: No, he's stupid. This one, though. Okay, next. Ali versus Andrade. Uh, Battle of the name changes. Andrade hits the double knees and covers for two. Ali hits the cradle and the miracle wins. Nice. Ali desires. Carmella helps Truth with his disguise. Lars Sullivan gets a video package. And then Mandy Rose and Carmella have a match. Now, I'm imagining they have a match because they have Keith for Money in the Bank because it looked like Mandy was the one who did something to Carmella to cause her little knee to get injured. And it looked like Carmella's job character and was really, like, pushing the bitch away, like, don't touch me. I'm going to hurt you. You know, that's what I got out of it. But I love a cake-shaped knife. But anyway, back to the match. Sonya pulls Mandy to the floor. Carmella follows with a super kick, then Carmella attacks Sonya and beats her down. Mandy then rolls up Carmella for two. A whole bunch of jobbers are high. Truth grabs Carmella and runs away. So
1: nobody wins? Nope, it was a no contest because R-Truth was accompanying Carmella down to the ring like a body double. He was dressed up and she dressed him up in her clothes with that wig. Ah, and so during the match, he's out there on the side, you know, out there uh, as like her manager and then all the guys come looking for him. So he, basically, he hops on his back, they hop over the guardrail and they gone. Interesting.
2: Bailey comments on her Money in the Bank and SmackDown Women's Title win. People still doubt her, but she created her own opportunity and succeeded. She has moved past the hugs and wants the best the division has to offer. Yes. Elias is outside playing his guitar. Truth is still running. Owens attacked Big E backstage, re injuring his knee. The temerity. How dare he! Uh, next up is Kofi versus Sammy. Kofi cuts off the haluva kick and hits the running double stomp. Kofi looks for trouble in paradise, but Sammy counters, and Kofi then hits the trouble in paradise on the next attempt for the win. Hey, was it good? Was it great? Oh yeah, it
1: was a good match. Sammy That's Zane great. was hilarious. Um, he's coming out to his music, and there are some like kids right there. And yeah. they're reaching his their hands out for him to like kind of slap hands right there at the edge of the big part of the ramp.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But instead of trying to like slap their hands, he starts kicking his feet at him <laughs> in this little dance. Like this dude is just <laughs> healing it up.
2: It's, it's fun for him. Uh, Paul Heyman arrives and teases a broadcast, and cash in. nobody believes him because it's SmackDown. Dolph Ziggle's makes his return and attacks. He posts Kofi and works him over in the corner, as Kofi's neck with a chair, and Kofi's down and out. They wheel out the stretcher so that he can join Big E at the local medical facility. Kofi fights off the stretcher and starts walking to the back.
0: One fell swoop. Kofi fights his way back into this matchup. Sammy could be in trouble. Oh, All in for Trouble in Paradise now, Sammy Zane. All fun out the blue thunderbomb, maybe Trouble in Paradise connects. And Kofi wins. Here is your winner, the WWE Champion, Kofi Kingston. Dolph Ziggler is just laying waste to the WWE <laughs> champion. Where did he come from? I have no idea, but Dolph Ziggler is completely mauling Kofi Kingston. I mean, what was the last time we saw Dolph Ziggler? Where is this coming from? Seen Ziggler for months, but he's obviously returned with a purpose and a plan. Oh, no, 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 no! Oh, no. Ziggler, what are you doing? There's nobody to stop this. Ziggler wants to main Kofi Kingston. <laughs> no, no. What on earth is this about? Talk, talk, golf. golf. No, 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 no! Get some help out here. The- This is completely crossed the line. Whatever it is that Dolph Ziggler's after. Get out of here. Come on Get Dolph Ziggler is completely out of control.
1: My boy out. heinous heinous, vicious attack by Dolph Ziggler. Where the hell he come from? The comedy club? Yeah, for sure.
2: Everything's not funny no more. Roman arrives, and Elias is there outside waiting on him and sings him a song. Elias, what a sweetheart. In a pre match interview, Bailey teases coming after Becky's raw title. Man, can you not? Bailey and Becky have a match versus Lacey. All the twins versus Lacey and Charlotte. It breaks down. Charlotte hits the big boot on Becky. Becky cuts off the figure four and they trade cradles. Becky gets the disarmor, but Evans hits the women's right. Bailey gets the tag and Kratos Charlotte for the win. Charlotte took the pinfall. That's different.
1: Trying to uh, make Lacey Evans into something.
2: Mm, are they replacing Charlotte with the newer model? With the less obnoxious teeth, <laughs> that's really like the only discernible difference between the two. <laughs> One's got teeth and a good last name. No oh, goodness. Any, I'm just saying. I like Charlotte now, but facts are facts. Truth tries to fight off the drivers and does indeed run away. Ziggles walks and is asked about attacking Kofi. Takes the mic and heads into the arena. too comments. Ziggles says. He booed him too but this goes way back so when Ali got hurt and Kofi got the chance it should have been Ziggles not Kofi so he finally became an overnight success but it should have been him Kofi became a star but it should have been him Kofi won the title while we while he sat at home but it should have been him I don't know if he clapped his hands but just imagine it in there because that's what it's made for Kofi keeps outperforming his critics and he's respected but it should be me See, clap. that's what he did that's why he did what he did he had no choice and at WWE's sweet Saudi money 30 will do anything for 50 million dollars he will beat Kofi because he has to he will become champion and they will all respect admire and love him because this should be me
1: one of the How best, best Dolph Ziggler promos in a long long time it was strong
2: cool.
1: it was a little whiny but it wasn't the oh, like man. it wasn't the I'm Dolph Ziggler
2: and I've done everything I needed to
1: do it wasn't that normal Dolph Ziggler yeah. promo so it was good
2: yeah I mean you know nobody said for Caucasian man tears so it was always going to be long. oh poor baby you know but I'm glad he got his feelings across it should be me you know anyway great I love the y'all are calling her sweet Saudi money three. it's hilarious there's an Orton vs. Triple H video package to hype such show Shane arrives to announce Elias that is your main event Roman Reigns versus Elias this is a Superman punch but Shane pulls Elias' foot on the ropes Roman takes out Shane but Elias attacks Shane slams Reigns to the steps and tosses him back in Elias hits the top rope elbow drop for two Shane slides in a guitar, but Reigns fears Elias and pins him post match. Shane attacks, Reigns fights him off. Drew arrives and clay Morris Roman out of his boots. Mm. That is how you smack down into the
1: week. Yeah, gotta keep your head on a swivel, as Miss D.D. Janet would say. hmm So your silver fox, Elias, Roman, and Drew. All in the mix together, they just really trying Bless to take me. you out, ain't they? Listen, they they want my attention
2: badly, and <laughs> you know, except for alcohol, they would have had it. I'd have been all up
1: in that TV, like hello, yeah. So, they're trying to boost up uh, SmackDown a little bit. Uh, I think this was might might have been the most effective use of the wild card. Uh, this week mm-hmm. we're having uh. Did you come out there kind of unannounced, just show up. So that, that made the ending of SmackDown real strong. That was a strong show. I'll give it like a out of five. I'd give it like a 3.5. It's back on track.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, especially with Dolph coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. A show that we never have to worry about being back on track because it never goes off the rails. NXT... We get some highlights from last week, which lead to the War Raiders uh, relinquishing the NXT Tag Team titles. William Regal announces that at TakeOver on June 1st, the Street Profits, the Forgotten Sons, Lorcan and Birch, and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly will compete in a ladder match for the vacated titles. We get the start of the show. The Undisputed Era kick off the show this week, arriving as a unified force. Adam Cole, baby, says they aren't going anywhere and that they are stronger than ever. They own NXT and the entire roster, and they will take what they want when they want. At TakeOver, they will win the NXT and tag team titles. Johnny Gargano arrives, and Mr. Johnny Wrestling has an issue with this proclamation. He accepts the match, but says that Cole can't beat him on his own. Adam Cole says that he beat him in New York in the first fall. Gargano then reminds Adam Cole that he won the next two falls, mocking Adam Cole for not shocking the school system. This pisses Adam Cole off, but he knows it eats at Gargano that he pinned him all by himself. That's when Matt Riddle arrives and attacks the Undisputed Era from the blind side. And what it looks like the Undisputed Era was just about to get the best of Matt Riddle. Johnny Gargano joins in. They clear the ring and stand tall. And this sets up Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus Matt Riddle and Johnny Gargano for later tonight. Now, this is a much better contrast to Raw and SmackDown's opening (laughs) as they talked for about eight minutes. And then Matt Riddle was like, oh, no, we need to get some action going, boss. Really, really good Mm -hmm. opening. Mansoor reverses Sean Maluta Mansoor lands strikes and a German suplex Mansoor follows with a slingshot net breaker. then he hits an inverted suplex and Mansoor gets the win
2: Mansoor needs a name change
1: Mansoor can really wrestle and they need to let him win a whole bunch of matches and then they can change mm-hmm. his name to whatever they like
2: I don't care when it happens but it needs to happen <laughs> It took them forever to get the mustafa. I know they're not gonna let Mansoor leave, like no way. It sounds like Massur. Or masure. Like a massage therapist Oh no, that's a masseux. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Just doesn't roll off the tongue that easy.
2: At all. And it's like if you get rid of Mustafa, you ain't no way you leave a Cause I like Mustafa's name.
1: The Undisputed Era, they argue with Stephen Regal. Stephen Regal announces that Matt Riddle will be taking on Roderick Strong at TakeOver and Kyle Raleigh and Bobby Fish will face Matt Riddle and Johnny Gargano later tonight. That's when we get the Velveteen dream. He's here for the experience. He says the people want to feel him. The people want to touch him and the people want to hold him <laughs> but they can't. He says he's just too big to hold.
2: <laughs> yes, don't know.
1: Then all of a sudden, we hear and look, everyone, it's Tyler. As Tyler Breeze arrives, making his official NXT return. Velveteen Dream doesn't look impressed, but the crowd is happy to see Prince Pretty. He says Prince Pretty is home, and says when he was in NXT, everyone talked about him, but when the fashion left NXT, it became dull filled with imposters and knockoffs. It's flattering, but there is only one Prince Pretty. Velveteen Dream welcomes Breeze to his NXT where they want a real man like Dream and not a boy. (laughs) Just because you couldn't cut it on Monday and Tuesdays doesn't mean you can come back and demand a a spotlight in Dream's world, is what he said. Breeze says that he was uninspired, but Dream inspires him. And so does his championship. An inspired Breeze is too much for Dream to handle. Dream calls him a dollar store detective and mocks him for sitting and catering. Dream offers to let him take a selfie and Breeze accepts. And then Tyler Breeze attacks the Velveteen Dream. <laughs> this is a really good segment. Yeah, was. Velveteen Dream was cut into the damn core though. He was being real vicious, talking about uh, uh, playing cowboy on TV and dollar store detective and sitting and catering and whew, Like, dang. Uh, Tyler Breeze comments on his return and says he just wanted to introduce himself. Candice Lerae she faces Rene Gonzalez. Candice hits That's a foot <laughs> hits a Hurricane Rana and follows up with strikes. Candace hits the missile drop kick, and the Lion Salt gets the win for Candace LeRae. After the match, Shayna Baszler, Jasmine Duke, and Marina Shafir attack Candace LeRae. Io Shirai and her kendo stick make the save. Io Shirai proceeds to beat the shit out of Shayna and her pals, and she stands tall.
2: Mm, so many rib shots.
1: <laughs> she beat them like... The third or fourth time this week, the porch light beat you. I mean, the (laughs) street light beat you on before you got on the porch. And you finally caught that whooping from your mama. Yeah. It was great. It was real good. It was especially for Didi Jonet. Eosharai, she does things because she knows you're watching.
2: And I appreciate it greatly. (laughs) So much. So very much.
1: We get the official announcement that the Velveteen Dream will be taking on Tyler Breeze for the uh, NXT, I forgot what that championship is called, (laughs) but yeah, the uh, uh, North American title that the Velveteen Dream has. Next week, Mia Yim gets her rematch against Bianca Belair, and Kushida faces off against Drew Gulak. That Kushida versus Drew Gulak match should be really good. Main event time, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, they face off against Matt Riddle and Johnny Gargano. Matt Riddle hits the Floating Bro for a two count as Kyle O'Reilly makes the save. Gargano and Riddle hit a lawn dart knee strike combo. Riddle is in control until Adam Cole, baby, comes down the ringside. Gargano hits him with a suicide dive, but Roderick Strong attacks Riddle and slams Riddle off of the apron. The total elimination from Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly on two, Matt Riddle finishes things and the Undisputed Era get the win. After the match, the Undisputed Era leave Gargano and Riddle laid out in the middle of the ring. High-level main event, even before the shenanigans at the end this was a very, very good match. One of the best NXT TV matches we've had so far this year. I'm really impressed with Matt Riddle.
0: Okay. He's,
1: he's starting to grow on me a lot. I liked him before, but now they're starting to interweave him with some a real story, and he's having you know these injuries and stuff. So, yeah, I like everything I saw from him in this episode. The attack at the beginning of the show, getting beat down here at the end of the show, it, it was great. Real strong, real strong. So, Miss D.D. Jone, before we go, this mm-hmm. is an anniversary today that we're recording. A very sad anniversary it is the twentieth anniversary of the passing of Owen Hart. Uh. During the No Way Out pay-per-view, many of you who are my age or older were watching that event as it happened, and uh, just unfortunate, uh, just an accident, and a great performer taken from us at such a young age, I think he was 34 years old uh, when he passed away, mm-hmm. uh, just about to reach his prime, and um, yeah... It, the guys over on the post-wrestling podcast, uh, John Pollock, he put together a great profile of uh, some people who were kind of around Owen and that final day. They talked to Jimmy Corderas, the referee in the match, who Owen like literally missed by inches. Um, they talked to a fan who he was hanging out with that day. Who uh, actually had his gear and stuff in his car, and they were going to drive to the next town, talk to Jim Ross, who had to, you know, let everybody know on pay per view that Owen Hart passed away. So it's a really good uh, listen. It's about forty five minutes, and um, you know they go in depth about the aftermath of kind of what happened as far as the investigation, and then of course. Um, owen hart's wife and you know her relationship with the wwe and her relationship with the rest of the hart family and how that's a big riff and how she's basically separated herself from the rest of the hart family and that's the reason why owen won't be inducted into the hall of fame or take place in any of the things that wwe wants to do with him is because his wife is just like nah not gonna happen so Really good uh, piece by John Pollock, and just want to give a big shout out and remembrance to Owen Hart, the Blue Blazer, the two-time, first two-time Slammy Award winner. Um, he just did so many great things uh, in his short career, and uh, it's just you know so tragic that we lost him in such a senseless way. So big ups one time for Owen Hart. Anything else you'd like to add, Ms. DeJanae, before we get to our mm-hmm. shout-outs?
2: No, no. I mean, in 2010, there was an Over the Limit, mm-hmm. Pay-Per-View, such names such as MVP versus Chavo Guerrero, R-Truth versus Ted DiBiase, I'm imagining Junior, um, Kofi Kingston defeated Drew McIntyre, that's fun, Um, little things like that. I think that's cute to think of what's been going, I guess, nine (laughs) years now. So that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. What's what's old is new again, huh?
2: Yeah. Oh, the Hard Dynasty defeated Jericho in the Miz to retain the Unified WWE Tag Team Championship. Imagine Randy had a match. Big Show defeated Jack Swagger. Yves Torres defeated Maurice. John Cena defeated Batista. These are some interesting names.
1: (laughs) John Cena defeated Batista, huh?
2: In an I Quit match. Yes,
1: yes. Shocking.
2: Yeah. He was on the Cena protocol even back then, I guess. yeah uh, other than that I don't have any particular shout outs just to my glow girls, Jade, Tati Angelina Uh, if I don't say name, that doesn't mean anything it just means I drink a lot and don't have a good memory shout out to oh my auntie she's coming into town that's fine but she's like my Christian auntie well my auntie is Christian auntie so my mom's like I think I'm gonna take her to see the Jubilee I was like you have fun with that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to the Jubilee
1: and I'll be over here in the AC drinking something giving me a buzz thank you very much
2: like, you let me know if y'all go to dinner after because <laughs> I'm not going to the Jubilee uh, uh, but yeah shout out to her shout out to oh shout out to my cousin she's pregnant and she's um she had a lot of her kids earlier so there's a 10 tenure- year Ten-year gap. Ten-year gap. gap. Between her oldest, her youngest, and this one. So I think that's kind of cool. Gives me hope that I can have my oops baby soon because I'm getting up there in age. Um, Shout-out to Greg and the baby. Shout-out to Sam. Shout-out to the chairman. Shout-out to Mel. Because Mel always gets shout-outs. And, yeah, that's it.
1: All right. I'd like to give a shout out to Miss Didi Jonet for joining me here once again on this episode of the WrestleCast. Give a shout out to Sam and Greg. Give a shout out to Classic. Give a shout out to everybody here on the CSPN who works so hard making the podcast happen each and every week to come out to the listeners. I greatly, greatly appreciate all your efforts and time. Give a big shout out to everybody who joined us this past Sunday for Money Cast Holes, for Raw Cast on Monday night, for SmackDown Matters on Tuesday, for NXT Cast on Wednesday. Thank you for live tweeting. Also, my new Japan for Wrestling fans, thank you for live tweeting the best of the Super Juniors tournament. We're eight days in, we're starting a little marathon stretch, 10 tournament matches for the next four out of five days. So if you're really a trooper, you'll hang in there. Continue to use the hashtag #CasterStrong style. Also, listen as me and Anwar Starwin review the first week of the Best of the Super Genius tournament on the latest edition of Cast a Strong Style right here on CSPN. That podcast is about an hour and a half old at the recording of tonight's WrestleCast. So please go and check that out. We break down all the matches that took place in the first week of the tournament, including that five-star match between Shingo Tagaki and Sho of Rapungi 3K, one of the best matches of the year. There's a lot of other good matches in there as well. So please check that podcast out for all my New Japan Pro Wrestling fans. And also check out The Dark Match on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Subscribe, become a patron, help support the podcast and CSPN Media. And so for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Ms. Didi Jonet, I'm your host, Don Delorente. This has been episode 238 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo.
3: I know. I know. If I was out there right now, I would boo me too. I know. But this goes way back. This goes back when Ali got hurt and Kofi got an opportunity and he stepped up and he knocked it out of the park and it should have been me. Kofi... Jumped through hoop after hoop after hoop and he walked in and he ran the gauntlet and after 11 long years, 11 years of earning everything, he became an overnight success and it should be me. Kofi walked into the chamber. He walked into the elimination chamber and he walked out the other side a star and it should be me. And he walked in to WrestleMania to fight Daniel Bryan for the WWE title while I sat at home and that should have been me. And on that night, on that night at WrestleMania, He was the better wrestler. He was the better man. And he won the WWE title, and it should have been me. And every day, sits. Every day days since becoming WWE champion Kofi has outperformed every single critic and he's earned it and he's been a fighting champion and you all respect him and you all admire him and it should be me and that's why I did what I did I had to. I had no other choice. And that super showdown, I'm going to beat Kofi for the WWE title because I have to. And I become WWE champion, and each one of you will admire me and respect me, and you will love me. You're WWE champion. This should be me.